That's in Kent, 1801 yeah. East Main Street, this yeah. Friday, 2 to 4. You're pretty excited. Yeah, $25 gift cards were given away. Yeah. I think we figured out 160 ounces of cane sauce Jeez. could be yours. That's I think that's awesome. I really do. I think it's awesome. And I honestly think if that's what you do with your gift card, you should share it. Otherwise, you're just selfish. Duh. Let's Bernie Sanders the cane sauce. You bring it here, and we'll all just strip down and... and uh, no, wait, what? No, it's no. going to be 440s of cane sauce, dude. <laughs> we can all just sit around with one, drink, talk to each other. It's going to be a good time. Pouring a little out of the curb yeah. for the homies. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. This one's for the ones who couldn't be here. <laughs> little cane sauce on the curb there. Actually, food's what I want to talk about right now. Okay. All right, a lot was made yesterday about the red hen. Yeah. Virginia, right? Yeah. Oh, my God, this woman's going to go out of business because she turned away Sarah Sanders, and no one's going to want to go, and the people were telling me about the prices of her menu, right? Oh, my God, $26 pork chop? Who's going to pay that? And I kept saying, well, there's a reason why Sarah Sanders, a person of notoriety and extreme personal wealth, was going to that restaurant. Because that's where people who have those things, apparently that's where they eat anyway. Notice, they, I'm not knocking it, but they weren't pulling up for the moons over my hammy. They, they were, were going to the Red Hen, right? So I was told, oh my God, nobody has that kind of money. She's going to be closed in a year. Okay, So I got invited to go to lunch today. I'm having lunch today, 1 o'clock in Akron. I'm not going to give you the name of the restaurant. Okay, But I'm going to give you the menu because I looked it up. Because I haven't been here, and I said, hey, Fantone, have you ever been to this place? And he was like, yeah, I've actually been there pretty nice, pretty Pretty swanky. Right? So I'm looking at it. Here we go. It was a $26 pork chop yesterday. We were all concerned about the red hen. She's going to have to close forever. Going to have to close forever, right? So today, the place I'm having lunch, the lunch menu, strip steak, $27. Jeez. That's already over. Smoked Gouda mac and cheese, $20. Pan-roasted salmon, $24. Pan-roasted filet of beef, $36. This is Akron. Akron. You see what I'm saying? Like, dude, like this whole thing of like this overreaction of Twitter and like, oh my God, this is going to happen. And this is going to, no, it's not. This woman's going to be fine. We were talking about one of the most polarizing administrations we have ever seen. Actually, dude, I got to stop saying it that way. This is the most polarizing administration we have ever seen. More so than the Obama administration? Yeah, I think now. I think it's fair to say. I Dude, if you... If, okay, if you did it, we'd have to run the formula eight years versus one year. Okay, that's tough. You're right. You, you, You're right. Okay, so you see what I'm saying? So there's many more time for that to have all happened. You, you, you are correct. I just feel like there was... You a- roll this out seven more years, Fantone? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Right? Okay. I mean, I, I think we've seen enough in the first year where it's like, look, and I'm not saying which side of it's right, which side's wrong. I'm just saying it is polarizing. It is. Right, and so yeah, I, I think I think there's a chance for it to be more polarizing than that was. I think people have a very tough time with food, and it's like I know I know I know the concept of wealth is like mind boggling to all of us, and like I, you mm-hmm. know what I what I mean here is like this person was outraged by pork chops being twenty six bucks. That person was genuinely Thinking bothered people in by Virginia that. Aren't going to pay it. Thinking that people aren't going to pay that okay, because yeah, it's fair. like I can go up to the grocery store right now and I can go buy a eight pack of pork chops for for eleven dollars. Who's paying twenty six dollars for a pork chop dinner? Rich people do stuff like that all the time, dude. Like spending money on food to like you and I, middle class, seems like somewhat of an indulgence. Somewhat Hear that, of a, a middle class. Middle class. Get off lower, my back. Lower middle class, but we're middle class. You know, just we're we're on the outskirts of it. I'm Canton middle class. Oh yeah, dude, and that's nice. a good place to be. Nice that's sleeves a good on my place shirt. To be. Sleeves on the shirt. Yeah, I made it. 
So with that being said, I think people have a hard time. If you're making 300000 plus dollars a year. You're pulling a number out of the air, right? Yeah, like, okay, I don't know okay, what Sarah right, Sanders okay, makes, but right. I think that's a safe assumption. She's making more than a quarter million dollars a year. I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I mean, I would think maybe. Right, so like with, you're there. With, with that being said, food isn't. Like the cost of milk doesn't bother you. You know what I'm saying? Like what? What? You don't even like, know what that is. Well, here was my thing. You don't realize when you're driving in traffic that the guy sitting next to you in a hundred and ten thousand dollar foreign car probably eats at a different restaurant than you do, right? Like those. Who? Now you notice there's also dealerships that sell that hundred hundred ten thousand dollar car every three hundred feet. So somebody's got the money. Somebody has it. Sarah Sanders makes 175 a year. 175, and then her family obviously has money. She's a Huckabee. Like she yeah, yeah that's that's what I'm saying. She's got personal wealth. I okay, I honestly I thought 175 was gonna be a little high. Like I really did. Really? I I'm su- yeah, because I, I'm surprised that that America hasn't said, like, look, like this is obscene for somebody that goes out there and talks to reporters. Now, I don't think it is. I think it's worth that money. But you know how like Again, what do I always say? Happy hour, you know, logic. Where it's like, man, if we just made, if dude, if Sarah Sanders made 30 bucks a year. Right, one dollar. We took the salary. We took the rest of that money. We could do this, this, and this. And potholes wouldn't exist in Alliance. You know what I mean? And like, that's what happened. And so like, I'm surprised we haven't like shamed that job into less money. Um. Well, yeah, I know. It's like you run a nonprofit. You deserve zero dollars and zero cents. But all of a sudden, dude, you, uh, you know, you're the press secretary. And it's like, yeah, 175 square. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think this is all just, we're so used to ordering off the two for 20 menu we're so used to it being like hey this is the lowest you can get the most calories for the lowest dollar okay people that don't have to live that lifestyle have a hard time wrapping their head around it i agree but again it's how short are people's memories do you remember what those menu prices were before they had to beg you to do the two and two for 20 Exactly. Those meals were like 18 a piece. I was going to say 14, 15, 16 because bucks. Because the economy was a little bit better. You had more money. You were going out to dinner. And then what happened? And I've been complaining about it for years. Then all of a sudden, you weren't doing any of those things. And everybody was like, hey, six things for $24. Come and get it. And then you started going back. But before that happened, you were paying outrageous prices. Well, I don't want to say outrageous. You were paying, more, paying, money prices, than, right? you were paying more money than what you're paying now. It's just, this is really my point. Everybody rushes to social media to claim victory before the battle's been fought. This literally happened to this woman two days ago. You didn't think she thought about it. And this is, I know, I dude, I, I can see my notifications going off and I know it's coming. People are going to tell me, this woman who owns this Red Hen restaurant, she, I guess, was part of like a downtown committee of okay. like this city where she's in, where like they, they kind of help like make decisions on what happens. Like Mike downtown. Okay. Right? Like Buzzbin Mike. He's okay. like one of those. He's like a mover and shaker downtown. And... Uh, she was like one of those. She was like the head of one of those. And like she had to step down from that. And then people were like, see, it's happening. And I was like, no, I knew that was going to happen. But her main focus is going to be her restaurant. And she know. and I guarantee you this, her reservation book, I guarantee is book solid. What do you think? Nine months? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm willing to bet it was booked two months before. Just based on the free publicity alone. I mean, yes, it's definitely going to help her. Um, should you not be allowed to be involved in something like that if you have a political belief? I mean, why can't you be? Why can't you be a part of the downtown coalition of business owners? Well, I, I, what I would say is, I'm, I'm not. I don't exactly disagree with you, but I think what the argument is going to be is, you know, you kind of need to be open minded 
when we're going to make decisions for everybody on this block, and you've shown us now you're not willing to be that. So if I'm like, yo, man, the president's the best president ever, does that disqualify me too because I'm so blinded by my loyalty? Or is this just a, hey, when you're against us, that's when you can't be a part of this? Well, that's interesting. Because, like, right? I mean, if you're just as far to the right as you are to the left, you're equally as blind. No, you know what makes that different? What makes that Just different? because you support something, I have not seen the fact that you would turn away the person that you don't agree with. That's what makes it different. You've shown me where your support was, but you, but I don't know what you would do with the person you disagree with. We've seen here, if you disagree, you shut out. So that's, that so, is different. So I don't bake the, ba- I, I don't bake the gay wedding cake. Right. So I, now I'm not allowed, because I turned somebody away, I'm now, I can't be on the city council because I did not bake the gay wedding cake? I'd be all right with that. I could live there. <sighs> I could live there. I feel like you can have you can have political opinions and still be a part of things. I would prefer it that way, but welcome to the world where everybody's got their voice. Everybody's got their opinion. Everybody gets to have their voice. Welcome to social media, bro. It doesn't get to work like that anymore. Common sense doesn't get to prevail. Retweets get to prevail. And this is what I'm saying. Everybody's claiming victory before battles are fought. And it's starting to get like wildly obnoxious. And again, I'll remind you, this all started over a menu item. And I'm having lunch today at a place where there's a menu item at $36. And it's probably what I'm going to order, by the way. $36 in Akron. This woman's going to be fine in Virginia. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Reminder, tomorrow, 9 o'clock, we'll have uh, Jeremy from Modern Fighter Championships in the studio with us. And he is bringing the Vanilla Gorilla. Oh, yeah. Nick Brashear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. I'm showing up with a pocket full of money. Now, you would think that I'm going to pay off Nick Brashear to beat up Fantown. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to buy the moniker. The Vanilla Gorilla. Okay. I do not like the fact that I'm not known as the Vanilla Gorilla. I feel like you're going to have to fight him for it. Wow. All right. Then I'm probably going to get beat up. Yeah, dude. Super heavyweight champion of Honor Fighting Championship. So you've met Nick Brashear. Oh, yeah, dude. dude. Big Big dude. dude. I mean, a giant dude. Like, he was at an OCW event. I watched him fight. I watched him win the belt, actually. I think it was two Honor Fighting Championships ago. Um, But he came to an Ohio Championship wrestling event, and we were just kind of, like, hanging out backstage, and I was talking to him. And, I mean, when I say a big dude, I mean a giant, giant man. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. He's a cool guy, too. Those, uh, Those fights are Saturday night. We'll get you hooked up with some tickets today. And tomorrow, I would imagine. Yeah, we got some. And again, a Raising Cane's gift card, 730, we'll pass that out as Phantom will be there at the new one in Kent tomorrow, 2 to 4, 1801 East Main Street. But we'll get you hooked up with a $25 gift card coming up at 730. Um, a bunch of bad things, well, I, I, I would say uncomfortable things can happen when you're flying, right? Okay. Um, this last flight that I had to Vegas, I, a, um, I took off and there was a kid behind me and he just kept that, it was the old standard, just kept kicking the back of like the, you know, the the table tray or whatever, he kept flapping it around and then kicking the back of my seat. And it was bad. It was like legitimately bad to the point to where at some point, like I just turned around 
and kind of like stared at the parents a little bit. And I even said to the guy next to me, I was like, who raises kids this way? When you're sitting right next to them and you can see what they're doing, how are you not like, no, like, look, I know they're little humans. They're going to do what they're going to do. But for there to be have no effort whatsoever for you to curtail that behavior, I believe that's how that behavior happens. Yeah, I can understand a baby crying. There's literally nothing what are you, you gonna can do? do. The plane's shaking around. Right. It's scary. They don't know. I mean, yes, it's annoying, but you can't really blame a baby for crying. But a four-year-old kicking my seat, yeah. I can get on you as a parent about yeah, that. Yeah, you got to do something there. So a lot of stuff can suck about flying. Yeah. Right? But And I've been on a thousand flights. I've flown everywhere. I mean, obviously, I go back and forth to Vegas a lot, that whole thing. So I've been on a lot of flights. I've had a lot of, I've had my luggage lost, that whole thing. But this sounds terrible. Apparently, there was a flight taking off from the Spanish island of uh, Gran Canaria. Okay. And it had to make an emergency landing in Portugal. And that's because apparently there was an odor on the plane that people just couldn't get over. Like people were like starting to get like ill. They were just starting to get sick over something like not just like, ew, that doesn't smell good, like rotten. Right? Other passengers began fainting and vomiting Jeez. once the plane took off. At that point, I'm going to be concerned about like. Is there like a chemical agent on this plane or like, are we all about to die or something like this? What's happening? So a couple of the passengers like linked it back to a guy who was on the flight and they say he smelled unbearable and the man was unwashed. Now, again, this plane landed because of how bad this guy smelled. Now I, you know, put a pin in it. We'll wait. But what had happened here is it was a Russian rock musician. Okay. Andre Suchelin, 58 years old, by the way. Okay. Probably time to give up that rock musician Probably. thing. Probably, okay. 58, right. never All heard right. of you. Probably time to give up the dream. He might be big in Russia, though, you know. What's he, an anvil? <laughs> 60 years old, nobody's ever heard of you. Right? Andrew Suchelin. I looked it up. I tried to find some Andre Suchelin to play. There is none to be had. I uh, At least the internet, the, the, the YouTubes, they didn't have it. I, I looked. So why now? I know what you're thinking. Well, rock stars they never shower, right? Nikki Six in this book famously said he wore those black leather pants for like three weeks straight just to see if he could make people sick in meetings. Yeah, I've 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 spent a lot of time in athletic situations, like I said, like with the OCW dudes. Those guys stink. Uh, the Canton Charge players, those dudes smell. Uh, but rock guys, like when you get like an interview with a band that's on the road, dude, those guys are putrid, just just disgusting. I remember I remember I met Hailstorm once, and even what's her name? Lizzie, Lizzie Hale, Lizzie. dude, just just stank, dude. I uh, I mean, people who have listened to me for a long time will remember the Rob Zombie story. He smelled like pee. He did. Like he that that totally happened. We were eating. We yeah, it was not good. That, 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 you know what I mean? I he's coming, and so I'm like, I don't want to totally knock Rob. I love Rob. I love that whole thing. The phone call went off the rails when we told him he smelled like pee. Didn't go well. Uh, that whole thing, but he did. I mean, dude, touring musicians are gross. So I know that's what you're thinking. Yeah, that that's what had happened. Yeah, but it's not. He had a, a disorder called tissue necrosis. He was his body was rotting. He caught like some tissue disease while being on vacation, and his body was rotting. The guy was rotting to death on a plane, and they had to land it because people were vomiting and getting like fainting in the aisles because of how bad he smelled. That sounds awful, dude. Awful. That is disgusting. Now, I've never had anything that bad, but I once upon a time was approached by 
Let's not give you all the players in the story. Okay. <laughs> but I, I was approached by Mark Munchbishop. All right. A friend of the program. Who oh. will be on the air with us tomorrow. 7 o'clock. One of my first bosses in radio. 53rd hand, brother. All right, Munch. Love Munch. <laughs> one of my favorite people ever. But I was approached by him to breach a, a the subject with a fellow coworker of, bro, Clients are starting to bitch that when we send you out to do events and remotes that you don't take care of yourself well enough. That there is that they've seen you now in the same outfit too many times. You don't seem to shower regularly. You don't seem and it was like dude, one upon time the entire like the entire staff got together for like a Super Bowl party, right? right. And I showed up late. And I walked into said Super Bowl party and I sat right now right next to the guy. And I feel terrible about this right now because he did so much to help me. But it was like, I started, I was like, why is my head pounding? Why do I have this headache? And then I went outside to actually smoke cigarettes. And I was like, oh my God, I feel better. And it's like, because I was out in the open air. So I was like, start, I was like, dude, then I realized what happened. But yeah, like I had to go to this dude's house, like ring the doorbell. I'm a part-timer, by the way, at this point. I'm making like $6 an hour (laughs) to hang roll banner outside of CSU for like, you know, for Chevelle. Like that's what's happening. Like, oh my God, I better make sure the buzzard's all the way around this bike rack so people know where to listen to Chevelle at. Like that's where, that's who I was at this point. And I had to go to this dude's house. Ding dong, you stink in the shower. I mean, dude, how terrible was that? Insane that's like... Like a grown person, who's like some, been in the industry way longer than me, right. trying to help me, trying to help me get better at it. Like not even your peer at this point, somebody that you're looking up the ladder to. That yeah. had that had to be tough, dude. Um, people we will not be asking much about that story tomorrow. <laughs> people don't know what they smell like though, and I know that sounds crazy, but you become nose blind to stuff. If you're a cigarette smoker, you probably think, eh, I don't smell that much like cigarettes. I was always that way with cigarettes. I was like, ah, other people smell like cigarettes. I don't. And it's like, yes, you do. If you if you if you smoke weed and you're like. Like, no, dude, I put on some Axe body spray. I'm good. And it's like, no, dude, literally everyone else in this store can tell you that you smell like weed right now. Um, I can't tell you how many times in life it's like, you, do you not recognize this? And then people don't, man. They live with it every day. It's like your house. You go in there and you think it's okay. And it's like, no, dude, got to clean out that litter box. The trash is sitting right there. So I just did this the other day. Like I had just like deep cleaned my house because I knew I was going to buy that furniture. Right. And so, like, I just, like, cleaned the whole place out. And before it came, like, my uh, a friend of mine was over, and, and I asked her. She was, like, walking through. It's the first thing I asked. said she walked in the apartment. I said, what's it smell like in here? She's like, weed. <laughs> I was like, no, I mean, but, like, out, I was like, outside of that. She was like, no. She's like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to have anything. She's like, other than that cloud that's, like, now hanging above me. She's like, other than that, it doesn't really smell like anything outside of that. That's Because, dude, that is. It's something you do need other people to tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be conscious of it. You need to like know you're going to smell like you got ooh. the funk tissue necrosis. The dude was rotting to death in the plane seat. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Jeez. Dude, talk about a passenger they should forcefully remove from a plane. Why are people being asked to move seats? This guy's rotting to death, and you leave him sitting there. More Stansberry Show and Pornhub's getting really weird. We'll okay. give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Nine. Back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out that Raising Cane's gift card, 730. Again, uh, join Fantone tomorrow, 1801 East Main Street in Kent's newest Raising Cane's. He'll be there from 2 to 4 tomorrow. They've done some research on Browns fans. Wow, not good. 8 okay. o'clock. 8 o'clock, we got bad news. Well, Browns breakdown. 8 o'clock, bad news. I read that. Oof. 
It flies in the face of everything we've always heard. Really? And everything we think about ourselves. Really? It flies in the face of that. Okay. It does indeed. Okay. Yeah. So I had misunderstood this story. Um, and we were sitting in here a, a little while ago, and a coworker of ours bust through the door during a commercial break. It was like, oh my God, did you see this? I think this would be important for you. All right. I was like, yeah, I saw it, but I, 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 and I thought it would, it was something else. He's like, no, 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 dude, this is what's happening. And once I, once he told me, I was like, oh, well, that's different. And what's happening is Pornhub now. And I always say this, but I don't know if they are or not. They feel like they're the biggest porn site in the world to me because they're constantly doing things like this where they, they're being talked about a lot, but I don't know if they're the biggest one or not. They feel like the biggest tube site to me for porn, but I don't know. Yeah, they they feel like it, and I guess it's probably a little bit of like, well, dude, perception. It, perception is what matters What's here. Is, is well for them, maybe not, but but yes, I, I but yes, ultimately they seem to. I bet they're top five, right? Oh, one hundred percent, right? I bet you like you porn Pornhub like right there. They're probably you know what I mean. That this this is probably you know the two sodas fighting at one another. Like which one's bigger? Um, but what Pornhub is doing is they're looking to reach out and find more of their audience. And the way they're going to do that is they're going after the hearing impaired now. Okay. And what they're going to do is they're going to close caption some of their porn movies. Over 1,000 clips. This starts today from what I understand. Okay. Over 1,000 clips. And again, it will be across a number of genres, right? So whether you like BBWs or, you know what I mean, whether you like, you know, young and petite or whatever, whatever your thing is. What's with the judging? What's, like, what's, I see the face. No, no, no. What's, no, because no, no, I can see it. I no can see judgment. it because, dude, the, the, the eyes are like. Santa Maria just leading off with BBWs. Exactly out there. right. Exactly right. right. So what's the judge? No judgment. None. None whatsoever, dude. None whatsoever. What am I all of a sudden going to be sitting on a high horse talking about porn viewing habits? Stan that was Mary, my come point. Come on. That was my. I was like, what is this? Why no are you turn coding? No judgment, my friend. Me and my high horse were just sitting over here. Just We're fine. All right, maybe you like eight foot redheads. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like that. Okay. But across all genres, they're going to pick a thousand clips. This will start today. And you will get descriptive and interpretive text for those who are not able to hear the video's original audio. How? Now, I wasn't sure if this was going to be important. But of course, to me, it would not. Because I can hear things. Right. But having lived with other people and having had neighbors... And, you know, those kinds of things. I, throughout my life, have been conditioned to listen to porn or to view pornography at a very low volume. Turn it down. Yeah, because I feel like headphones on is like we're getting too serious. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in the lab. I feel like, dude, if you wear, if you wear ear, if you, dude, if you got headphones, like if the Beats by Dre's are on so you can watch Jaden James twerk, like I just feel like we're getting too serious. I mean, it's better to have a, a, a you know the, the the audio experience there. You know, it's 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 like listening to music. It sounds better in headphones than most times than it does your. I agree, and I'm a, I'm a headphone listener when I listen to music in my home. That's how I do it. But I just feel like if I'm like, 
all right, I'm going to watch this Jane James video. Where, where are these headphones at? Like, I just feel like, dude, it's like, if the more utensils I need, the, okay. the more addicted I feel. Okay, so the VR headset, the headphones, lighting it. a candle, you don't need all that. Dude, just, the, okay. the VR sounds like a nightmare to me. Okay. I want to be aware of all of my surroundings. <laughs> if that bedroom door opens, and I know I live alone, but God only knows, what if it's a maintenance dude? <laughs> I can't have it. Yeah, and I guess there is a little bit of that where with the headphones, you do run into that problem of now I'm, all of a sudden and you can't hear other things going on around Perfect you. example. You're listening to the radio in the car right now, and it's not bothering you. Mm-hmm. But if you were to put headphones on and drive down the freeway, it's a completely different experience. And as a matter yeah. of fact, when I see people do that, it freaks me out. Very dangerous. What I, if there's somebody behind you, you know, exactly an right. vehicle or something? I don't like okay. that at all. So so my point being is, is like, I think there are a lot of people who are watching porn without a ton of the volume anyway. Um. Yeah, probably not all the way blasted on their like home speakers, but I still think that the, anything gets blasted, it's the screen. The audio is still is still a big part of pornography. I mean, like, would you just listen right? to, listening to it quiet, just off? You know what I'm saying? You at least have some sort of audio experience there. And have you ever ran into a porn video where the audio is off from the actual? The, the the sync is off where like the audio right where the audio's three seconds ahead and the video's three seconds behind so then you hear the ass slap and then you then you finally see the ass slaps like it's like it's seen the baseball you know what it, I mean it, yeah that's a refresh the page situation right and there go back start it over the whole thing is off at that point so like I'm going to I I'm, I'm gonna I guess tip my head a little bit here to Pornhub as they. You know, if it's important to me, I would assume deaf people also want that same experience. Instead of trying to figure out what Gianna Michaels is saying, you actually can like read it and see it. I, I think that's good. They say that 40 million Americans have some form of hearing loss. 40 million Americans. I guess that's a little bit over 10% of the population. You got to figure a lot of older people have if some sort of hearing loss, not completely deaf, but some sort of hearing hearing problem. And then well, I, mean, I have some sort of some form of hearing. Sure, loss. I'm sure you do. You wear headphones all the time. You've been to a bajillion concerts. You're going to go deaf. I'm going to go deaf. There's no doubt about well, it. Like, and growing up in my parents house, this is why I still do it. Growing up in my parents house, I wasn't really allowed to listen to my records a whole lot when I was real young. So I spent a lot of my time with a yellow Walkman. They didn't know I had no. and dubbed tapes of my my favorite bands that they didn't know I had that were hidden in shoeboxes. I'm sure they knew, but like I, they had to be hidden in my closet. And so like I spent my formative years blasting music into my ears because I wasn't allowed to listen to it any other way. And so like and so now, like I said, at my home, that's how I prefer to listen because it's been trained my whole life to do it that way. I am half deaf. Like there are times where I'm like, what? Like there are definitely times inside the conversations with people in a loud environment where I'm nodding and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have no mm-hmm. idea what you're saying. Now, some of that's because I find what you're saying not to be all that interesting, but also it's because sometimes I can't hear this. What? 40 million Americans have some form of, uh, form of hearing loss, so Pornhub's going to step up. Now, what they say here is, is that this is going to help viewers distinguish which person is speaking at any one time in this movie. Okay. Now, that's all fine and good until you start getting into deep into the catalog. What are you going to do when there's 13 dudes in that one chick? What are you going to do? Was it going to look like that John Mann screen for football? You're just going to start drawing arrows to Shawn Michaels and Lex Luthor and all that thing? What are you going to do? It's going to do the, the whole screen's going to be all mucked up. It's like, dude, you better make them yellow arrows. They can't be white because God only knows. You know what I mean? Um, just to note here, uh, Pornhub, at least according to toppornsites.com, I do not know if here that's a go. reputable site or not. Uh, Pornhub, the hard-hitting issues. Here, I guess we'll start at number five and work our way up. Num- here we go. Number five, you porn. Oh, <laughs> number five, youporn.com. Uh, number really? four, xnxx.com. Number three, xhamster.com. Number two is Pornhub. 
And the number one porn site, including the topportsites.com, is xvideos.com. Oh, I forgot about them. Um, but I would, if you would have asked me before this conversation, I would have said Pornhub over X videos, but I guess we're in the minority here. Gotta start watching more porn. (laughs) That's the problem. You're not watching enough porn. I'm sure that's, I I bet that's the only time in history you've ever been diagnosed with that. More Stansberry Show, and again, that Raising Cane's gift card at 7.30 on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by AT&T. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out that Raising Cane's gift card, 730. Again, Fans Home will be at the newest one in Kent tomorrow, 1801 East Main Street from 2 to 4. And we'll give you a gift card around 730. Get your chicken on. One love, man. I'm excited. I love Raising Cane's. It's good. It's delicious. So about eight minutes ago, a uh, NBA insider, a reputable one, Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj is what he's uh, referred to most commonly. And Woj is normally pretty tied in. Not like he gets everything right, but he but he he's normally pretty tied in. Normally he's one of those guys who kind of waits until he has it before he like kind of tells you. you know, he won't like kind of like wishwash and kind of like lead you down the path. At least that hasn't been my experience following him. Is uh reporting that Paul George, Oklahoma City Thunder player, Paul George has informed the franchise he will not opt in for his final year of his contract. Becoming a, uh, I believe this makes him what an unrestricted free agent at this correct point. Now, is this then Paul George saying, "Look, I'm out. Uh, see you later"? Because there were people saying he's kind of been him on. Feels like maybe there's an idea he might stay in Oklahoma City. He's been working out with Russell Westbrook in LA during the entire off season. So is this like see you later, OKC, or what's happening? Not necessarily. Um, what this is, and this is why LeBron always goes on short-term deals. And when Kyrie Irving recently said that he wasn't necessarily going to resign with Boston, and everyone was like, "Oh, dude, well, this just means he's leaving." Um, with NBA contracts and the way the salary the salary cap is is constructed, you as a player can opt out of your deal with the team that you are on to get yourself more money. And that's now this very well could mean that Paul George is out. He no longer wants to be on the Thunder. But it doesn't have to mean. But it doesn't necessarily mean that. Okay. What? The, but in which you have to look at this as is if he just signed on the dotted line and they handed him that piece of paper and said, "Hey, sign here, buddy." No be, more money. He'd be screwing himself out of money. Okay. So there, there alone is enough reason to put a pause on this before it's like, "Oh my God, he's going to L.A. LeBron's following no. Kawhi Leonard." Do now. It had been starting to feel like to me that I was going to be wrong about LeBron and that he was going to stay here this one more year and then next year was going to be the year where he may look to go. And again, I believe next year Russell can do what he wants. Oh, no, they just re-signed Russell. But like Kawhi can go wherever he wants after next season. Um, And so it looked like LeBron was like, maybe one more year and then we'll put everything together. And then the story came out late yesterday that LeBron's hesitant to be the first star to sign on the dotted line with L.A. Doesn't want to be the first one to do it. The, basically, LeBron's saying this to Magic through through back doors. Bro, I'll do it, but you got to show I need the good faith. You got to show it to me. Show me the plan. Don't tell me. Show me what you're going to do here. And I think what I think is happening here is that then Magic had, they reached out, somebody reached out to Paul George. I don't know if you're allowed or not, but come on, we all know the real world. And said, look, if you want to play with LeBron, we can do that. We can get that done. But Paul, you got to be first. 
You're not LeBron James. You're Paul George. So you got to be the first one to come do it, and then we'll go get the big hunt. Then we'll go get the big guy. And so I think that's what this is. I think this is Paul George going, you know what? I'm going to go be a Laker. And then LeBron will be like, you know what? Okay, cool. Now I got the, now I got my guy. Now I got the thing. Now I know your theory is that that's not enough. It's not even close. If, if it's LeBron James, um, Paul George and Kyle the Lakers Kuzma. and the Lakers as constructed, not even close. To I don't the think it's, I, and, but I don't think it's the Lakers as constructed. I still think if you move LeBron James there, you're not waiting any more time on Lonzo Ball. I think there are teams in the league who would love to have Lonzo because they need the circus that's LeVar Ball. They need the circus that's Lonzo Ball and dish tracks and videos because nobody cares about their franchise. I think you may want a star like that. And I think there maybe there's a way to move him. I don't know. I don't know what the contract says but everybody has said uh, on every show I watch that if LeBron goes to LA Lonzo won't be there meaning somebody has looked into it and figured out you can move this kid I mean he's not his rookie deal right those are normally team friendly yeah but I mean okay you move Lonzo Ball what do you get in return for it oh I think a lot and that's still not an I I mean what what big piece are you getting back for Lonzo Ball that's going to realistically put a team into contention against the Warriors it's it's that's 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 a tough equation to pull out of dude I I I don't see I don't see teams giving up premier talent to have a guy that's going to be like hey he's going to be on a diss track um and then you're still and then you still have the rest of that roster it's not like it's not like it's like we're talking about Philadelphia here where there's multiple dudes who you could trade off and still have a talented roster. Once you start trading talent off of that Lakers roster, well, dude. Well, Julius Randle may be something. Julius Randle's a good player. No question about that. But, like, I'm, that's still not enough. Resigned him yesterday. And with, with the Spurs shutting the door on, on the trade for Kawhi Leonard... I, I don't I don't see it I don't see LeBron looking at this and thinking that that's my best basketball opportunity so I don't understand why he would look at that and think that like all right that's definitely my landing place yeah that's why I think it's honestly it's it might be possibly signs another one year deal here because I do think he wa- I think he wants to go I think you can just tell by by a lot of things but I think he may be sitting here going ah damn it this isn't the right time everything's not falling in place the way I thought it would there's 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 so many things that you would have to take into consideration if you're making this decision as him. And the fact that he's not in the driver's seat has to be infuriating to him. Just has to be the most frustrating thing in the world as a person. It's unfamiliar to him. Right. As a person who has just done what he's wanted to do, got what he's wanted to got, had been, you know, not even necessarily I'm saying like he's just been surrounded by yes men, but like he's gotten what he's wanted out of his entire life. And now all of a sudden it's like, dude, somebody else has to do something before I can make my decision. That's got to be really, really tough for him. Um, but if you're if you're looking at it strictly from a basketball perspective, I want to win titles. Los Angeles isn't the place. Now, if you want to look at it from a personal decision or a business decision, I guess you can make the argument. But those get even flimsier to me. Where if his kids love L.A. so much, they can go to L.A. Dog. If if if, if he wants to be a media mogul and he wants to be a Hollywood bigwig, he can, have to do, be he can do it from anywhere in the country. Dude, it's LeBron. People are going to take the meeting with LeBron. They're going to FaceTime the meeting. It doesn't right. It doesn't get matter. On a plane. It doesn't matter. It's, a, it's what I've said about the St. V argument, too. His kids can go to high school here. It's a plane ride. This guy's got planes. He's got timeshares on you know on private plane companies. He can go anywhere he wants. Yeah, Savannah, you live in Bath with the kids for the season. I'm going to ball I'll, out here. I'll be in L.A. Half the time I'm out on the road. Hey, whenever you guys have a long weekend or whenever we can get you over here, I'll fly in. You fly in. It, it, Wasn't there it, half it, a scandal last year because he made the team f- 
fly back to Cleveland because he well, wanted to go home for the holiday? Well, which is why I honestly think that that leads more to Cavaliers being the spot. Is this team will do anything for him, and they've proven that over eleven years of his career. Like one of the big things that he's 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 LeBron is a, a huge proponent of is his biochemist. He has a person and I, 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 Ramon something that is literally just like the doctor of his body, and the Cavaliers have embraced that guy, have brought him in, have given him everything he wants. Other teams aren't necessarily going to do that. Other teams aren't going to aren't going to s your d the way that, that the Cavs do for LeBron all the time. So like, uh, well, in the meeting though, isn't LeBron saying that? Isn't LeBron? Isn't that when push comes to shove? Isn't it? Well, dude, Gilbert will. So do it, and I'm coming. Yeah. I mean, when, dude, if he really threw the cards on the table, I think he gets it. You think? You think most teams are going to buckle like that? I mean, the, the Heat didn't. <sighs> well, I would the Heat now. I think maybe to get LeBron, dude, it's easy when you have, dude, when it's raining gold, it's easy to be like, nah, we're doing it our way. But when you lose raining gold, don't you maybe then, does Pat Riley buckle a little to get him to come back now? I think maybe. I don't know, but I think maybe. The Warriors aren't getting any worse. At this point, they will be the same team that they were last year. And There were teams this year that felt like they were gettable. I, in, in the sense of, could you win? Sure. But did you win? No. And has it looked realistic? That's, uh, I mean, no. We can, we can talk about, well, it was a seven-game series with, you know, with, with Houston, but you lost. So it's like, I don't see the Warriors getting worse anytime soon. If I'm looking Looking at it from a basketball perspective, like I would assume LeBron is weighing heavily into his mind. I would think. It just doesn't make sense to go west. It so doesn't. You think Philly's the best place? If you're going to leave the Cavs, Philly's the place. Like Philly or Boston, if I'm looking at it from a Cavalier or from a, from a basketball perspective, and I'm looking at it, hey, these teams out east could actually beat the Warriors, Philly or Boston make oh, the most sense to me. I think if he's a Celtic, I think they win the title next year. Like, I think that team right now, as constructed, if you add LeBron James to it, could go into Oracle and win. You can add you know LeBron to any team, and they're a contender. And when you're already close enough to a contender... Pretty talented and got one of the best head coaches in the, in the association. Yeah, I think if he becomes a Celtic... Now, I don't know if he will, but if he becomes a Boston Celtic, I think they win the title next year. Did you see Kyrie Irving said that LeBron should have been the MVP? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... It's so- common sense. Well, I'm just saying, like this isn't this isn't Kyrie and LeBron. It's not like those dudes are oil and water right now. You know what I mean? Like he's saying that in public on a radio show. Obviously, it's not like because he very easily could have just said, "Yeah, dude, James Harden had an incredible season. I think he's the MVP, dude. That's awesome." And you know what I mean? He could have PC'd it. Yeah, he didn't have to buck the trend. He didn't have to do that. No, I, I agree. I, I I thought that was interesting. I also think it's one of those things where it's like it almost can't be denied. Like, I get, and again, people were like, well, you know, of course LeBron had more points. He played more games. But again, durability is going to be part of it. Now, I don't know why James Harden didn't play in those games. I don't know if he was hurt or if he, if it's just like this new resting thing that they do. It's like, ah, take a couple of nights off that way. We, you know, we make sure you're ready or whatever. So I don't know what the Harden situation is. But I'm not going to knock LeBron James for playing in more games. I don't know, you know, if I can do that. And I think the eye, t- don't get me wrong, James Harden is fun to watch. He is. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh my God, that guy's talented for sure. But the eye test just tells you LeBron's better. The eye test just tells you. And, dude, here's what I know for sure. LeBron has been the most valuable player in the NBA, I think, probably since his second or third season in the league. Like, I'd give you the first couple of years, all right, he's young, he's definitely talented, going to be the guy, but maybe not quite all the way there. But by year three, he was the most valuable player to any, you know what I mean? Like, here's what I know. Who sells more tickets when they come to town? I guarantee you more people want to go watch LeBron James play than want to watch James Harden play. So at that point, 
you are more valuable. If you can sell more tickets even on the road, I and I don't know who has it there. I'm just guessing because I feel like it's LeBron that I think LeBron's the most valuable player. It's just you. It's whether or not you want to get hung up on that word. We do have that $25 Raising Cane's gift card. We'll give you that. Also, Ohio is making it tougher for your kids to sext one another. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by Uma Office. Show Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out that Raising Cane's gift card here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 on that. Join Fantone tomorrow, 2 to 4, 1801 East Main Street at the newest uh, Raising Cane's. That's in Kent. Just want to let everybody know. We did the math. We figured it out. That $25 gift card could be 160 ounces of cane sauce, dude. It's good stuff. Do you think they'd fill it up in 40 bottles for us? You know I, what I'm saying? We could just well, chug them on the street corner, bro. Come on now. I bet not. No? But I have seen the bucket. It comes in like a bucket. Bucket. I remember I went to like the grand opening of the one here in Canton. Yeah. Or in Canton, sorry. And uh, yeah, no, it was like in buckets. Man, I need that in my life, dude. Yeah, it was nice. It's nice. It is delicious. There's something it's, in that. It's good. I would like to know what's in that. It's good. That makes it taste that good. Their toast is really good, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to end up at Raising Kings. <laughs> $25 gift card. Where'd it go? Yeah, I bet I'm not allowed to have one of those, right? One of the bet promotions will not give me one of those. They will not. So I saw this, and uh, a lot of you listening right now are parents of, uh, of the young kids there, and I think you're going to be happy about this. A bill prohibiting sexting for anyone under the age of 19 passed the Ohio House of Representatives unanimously. It's making the, its way to the state Senate. Now, it defined sexting, this bill has, Fantone, as the distribution of any picture or other visuals showing a minor who is at least 13 years old in any condition of nudity. Now, I find that weird. Okay. Because a minor who have, is at least, so are we saying here, and let 13 or older? Because let's not pretend that there aren't people who are going to want pictures of a minor who is under the age of 13. I think you're probably getting into different laws there. Where Versus once you, sexting. Yes, once you, okay. get into, once you get into talking to a child that's prepubescent, I think there's probably a different set of laws that apply. Well, yes, I, I would imagine so. Okay, great point. They say, if this were to become a law, no one under the age of 19 could exchange, purposely create, produce, distribute, transmit, post, or possess through any telecommunications device sexually explicit digital material. So, Meaning if you're 18 and you have a picture of your girlfriend's boobs and she's 18, you're in trouble. Uh, right if out, I'm reading this right. Right out of the gate there, that's why is it 19 instead of 18. If, 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 we, if we were talking 18 to 17, I get it. I, do not, I don't understand if, if, why you as an 18-year-old are excluded from this. That does feel weird. Yeah, that, doesn't, that, that right out of the gate strikes me as wrong. Yeah, at 18 years old. You're a consenting adult? I, you can, now, we can debate all day of whether 18, are you really that mature? Are you really an adult? Doesn't matter. The law's on the book. You're, so so I, I, can, I, as a 35-year-old, could have sex with an 18-year-old woman, but I couldn't, I couldn't sex with her? All right, you know what's happening right now? Is people are going to have long memories and remember just like, hey, remember two months ago when they did this with guns? When now like stores are like, hey, you're 18, that's not good enough, you have to be 21? So like... Well, stores... 
are different than laws. You know what I mean? If you as if you have as a as a business owner decide, hey, I'm only selling this, and that's on you, right? And I mean, we we can debate on whether is that okay or okay. not. But if retirement homes are allowed to say, hey, nobody over the, under the age of 55 in here, then you can as a store as a private business do that. When you start applying laws, that's a different story. I want to I want to read through this one more time because there is a part that we didn't get to as of yet. It says here that the bill defines sexting as the distribution of any pictures or other visuals showing a minor who is at least 13 in any condition of nudity. If this were to become a law, no one under the age of 19 would be allowed to purposely create, produce, distribute, present, transmit, post, exchange, possess, through a telecommunications device, sexually explicit digital material when the person they are sharing it with is more than four years older and the person depicted is a minor. So let me get this straight. It, no one, so if you're 18 mm-hmm. and dating a 14-year-old, which I'm sure happens in high schools, right? Yeah, I mean, senior to freshman is right? a possibility. It's got to be. I mean, it happens. I mean, I dude, when I was a freshman, my girlfriend was a junior, so it's not that far off. So, I mean, this stuff happens in high schools. That that's what this is about, right? That if no one under the age of... But no, you'd be 18, so yeah, you'd be in trouble. So you'd have to be 19... This is weird. Yeah, I mean, this is this is obviously a, a, a very, what I want to say, confusing. It seems like there's a lot of, I don't want to say loopholes, but I, I, I to me, and for this to be passed unanimously, it's like, uh, this isn't very clear. So that's for, right out of the gate. I'd be like, wait, what are, what are we talking about here? Yeah, that's what's worrying me. It, now, it, it, it passed the House of Representatives unanimously. It's making its way to the state Senate. So we'll see. So we're not quite at law status yet. They say here, anyone who would be charged with violating this law would be entered into a sexting educational diversion program or another diversionary type program. See, here's what I find weird about that is, is that the same people who are going to be like, yeah, that's a good idea, are the same people who don't think that we should teach sex education in high schools. So wait a minute. We're against that, but if your kid gets caught sexting, you now want the government I understand. It feels weird. I understand that, like, you know, sexting and like everything that's come with it, and 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 how younger people use digital mediums to, you know, sexually gratify themselves or have sexual relationships or whatever. Whatever we're talking about here, like, I understand that this is a set of problems that we necessarily didn't think about twenty years ago. So there's going to be some gray area. There's going to be some hiccups along the way. There's going to be some like. Uh, damn, we had the best intentions with this and it did not work out. Because I mean, how many times have we talked about this where like, you know, a 17-year-old and a 16-year-old get caught sexting and all of a sudden it's child porn and it's like, well, that's eh, a little bit different. Is it really that's right. right? Because those are two peers amongst themselves. So I understand there's going, like I said, there's going to be issues along the way, but this this just doesn't seem clear enough to uh, to what it, what what its goal is here. Well, William says that's why they made it 19 is because a lot of kids are 18 still in high school. They're trying to figure th- that's really what this law is about is like helping the high schools figure out what to do here. I, I I personally think that we make a little bit too many exceptions for the Romeo and Juliet style of like, well, he's 19 and she's 15, but they went to high school together. For that very small percentage of the population, there's a little bit of me that's like, no, nah, bro, you turned 18. I'm sorry. You got to put your penis away for the next year until, or however long until really? your girlfriend. Yeah, dude, because it just creates these loopholes. It just creates this, so this issue. So if I'm 18, my girlfriend's 16, you don't think I should be able to have sex with her? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we could argue all day, and people would, about whether or not 16-year-olds should be having sex. Ultimately, if you want my honest-to-God answer, the answer is no. Now, you shouldn't. letter of the law, 16 is the age of consent. Right. And obviously, the relationship you have with that woman or girl, or however you want to say it, is going to change, like... You know what her parents think and, and 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 what kind of a relationship it is there. But if you told me like, ah, eh, dude, and, and for the sake of of not giving you know creeps a a loophole into being twenty two and banging a fifteen year old, mm, I'm okay with it. I am. Mm, I would like to close the gap on those. I I, I mean, I don't think anybody. Yeah, I, I don't I'm think okay anybody doesn't want to close the gap on that. I don't know if I love how we're proposing to close that gap. Here's the other issue, and. I think this is a major part of this, and it's not being mentioned here at all. If you think your kids are sexting they are. this stuff, yes and no. It, like Because what this, to me, means is, is like it, what I mean to tell you is, if you think your kids are transmitting this stuff through their text messages, you're crazy. You're wrong. There's been an app that's been created. It's one of the most popular social media apps for this purpose. This is what Snapchat was invented for. I know everybody likes the cute pictures of the dog ears on them and the wide face and the open mouth, but this was to show pics of boobs and D's back and forth to one another. That's what it was for. That's why the messages disappear. For those of you that don't know, I can send a message to somebody. in a, All the social media platforms have inboxes now. And because they figured it out, people don't really want to use the phone anymore. They like being on their social media stuff and you don't have to leave it. So what happens now with Snapchat is I can set a time limit. So I can send a message to somebody and say, you can only view this for 30 seconds. And if the person on the other end of the message takes a screenshot of whatever I send, it tells me that. So I know they have it. Meaning basically you've been caught being what the kids call thirsty. So my thing is, is like, are we really going to be able to catch these kids? Are you going to be able to catch them? Now, I know if you get the law involved, we'll get the cell phone company involved, we'll get the transcripts, and yeah, it's digital, so nothing's ever really gone. But what I'm saying is is that I think this bill was out to help parents and help high schools, but you're not going to have the evidence the way you did three years ago because it's not in a text message. It's not there. It's in Snapchat messages, and they disappear. Trust me, I know. It's what I use the damn thing for is for girls to show me. But I mean, it's what happens. And it's like, dude, it's, you see it for 30 seconds. And then it disappears. It's like that's how they're using this stuff. And I'm not sure that this bill is going to help you with that if you don't, because essentially what you needed before was a parent to get upset about it. If they're doing this and nobody has the evidence of it, nobody can see it, then nobody's ever going to be pulled into the office for it. And I think that that I don't know what you're going to do to combat that. If I was a parent today, dude, do these kids with all this stuff now? I don't know how you keep up with it. I really don't know how you do it. And I guess how you do it is the way parents have done it all along, which is pretending none of it happens and going to bed early, right? That's how you do it. Whatever, the Tonight Show's on. I guess I'll do that. Oh, my God, this is happening. Jimmy Fallon's going to say this. More Sansbury Show is right around the corner, but let's pass out this Raising Cane's gift card. Join Fantone tomorrow, 2 to 4, 1801 East Main Street in Kent at the newest Raising Cane's. We'll hook you up with this gift card so you can. Call her 15 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on that. And somebody... Actually, as we're talking about pictures, somebody is looking for 3,600 D-picks. 
You can do your part. We'll tell you how next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much... Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, where we're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com, and we've got terrible news for Browns fans. We're going to have to step it up. Uh-oh. Now, the team's going to have to step it up a little bit, too. Okay. It's not just on you, but bad news, Browns fans, coming up 8 o'clock. We'll give you that. Most women I know, one of the things they complain about most, and they ask me all the time, especially women, even women I don't know, because, you know, a lot of female listeners will reach out and be like, dude, you're a guy. You kind of speak for, you know, the unwashed masses of dudes. Tell me why they do this. Why am I always getting D-pics in my messages and stuff? Like, why am I always getting that? Jeez. Right? Most women don't want unsolicited D-pics. No. Unless you're sociology professor, Professor Alicia Walker. She's looking for D-pics. As a matter of fact, she wants 3,600 of them. All right. Got to get busy, guys. She's looking to do some science here. Guys over 22 years old can send the solicited D-pics, because she's asking you, measurements and complete a survey to participate in her study. Okay? She's looking to figure out how penis size affects males' experience in your life. You must be 22, living in the United States, United Kingdom, or Canada, so most of you would qualify. And she's hoping to finish this project by mid-August. And like I said, she's trying to figure out what the length and size of your penis, how it affects your daily life. Okay. Now, I would assume, I don't know, I, I won't speak for everyone, but I would assume that having a larger penis is a lot like being an attractive person, right? Like you are going to have confidence that others do not have. It's a penis privilege here, okay. I think a little bit, right? Okay. I think every guy knows that you're worried about the size of your penis, but through your life... You start to figure out, okay, I've been made to feel, but I've been in enough shower situations. I've been in enough locker rooms. I played organized sport that I know I'm, 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 I know I'm above average in this department. I got nothing to worry about. And I think it probably leads to you being calmer, more relaxed. You're definitely going to be calmer on a date, right? Like if you feel like you got it packed and you're sitting in there on that date, aren't you more confident? I think a lot of times what leads to to a lack of confidence is like, oh my God, this girl's probably slept with 30 dudes. They're probably all bigger than me. You know what I mean? Last longer. That whole thing's going to be in your head. Yeah. I mean, I think probably just like height, it it, it would be a positive thing for your self-confidence. Um, I, I, I mean, I just, and I guess there's probably plenty of dudes out there who have average size penises who feel like, oh my gosh, it's so small, dude. What a, you know, it, 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 it's going to rock your self-confidence there. Um, and I guess there's probably plenty of dudes who do define their worth out of that. Oh, for sure, because women define your worth by it. I, I mean, do you? Do, I mean, do you really think that large penis is like the number one thing on most women's priority no, list? No, but it's definitely the thing they're attacking first. You know what I mean? Like, ever notice this? Like, dude, if you don't do something right, small penis. That's where women go because they know it cuts. Like, a guy never says this. Ah, vagina was cavernous. Like, we don't go to that. Yeah, but, but that's because they're doing it because they know it cuts, not because it's actually that important to them. That's the thing is you're going. But why f- does it cut? Be- because, is it because they feel it's because you feel like it's true, maybe? Because you feel like it's true. I think for most women, that's not that high up on the priority list. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, okay, if you, let's if you have a micro penis, that's going to be an issue. Let's but- say this. 
because I think we're both right here, that for most women, it's probably not high on the list. For most young women, young girls, like girls in, meaning 18 to 26, I think maybe it is. I guess I mean, until you start to get a little older and you f- really figure out what this is all about, what you're actually after, because you don't know what you want until you figure you out a little bit. And most people don't figure themselves out until they're just about 30. I think plenty of dudes define themselves on their genitalia. Um, and I, I think most women, if we could really get into their minds, would be like, what do you what do you like? This isn't what I worry about at all. I think most men have more than enough of a penis to get it done, yeah. and they think that they don't. I would agree there. I'm not looking to push back on that. For reference, uh, the average erect penis is 5.2 inches tall, measures 4.6 inches in circumference. Okay. So I'm willing to bet most of you are there or above it. Somewhere in that general range. I mean, and averages are, are, are defined by outliers. Like, you know, there's 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 dudes out there with, you know, with with footlongs in there. But for the most part, you're, you're she can't tell the difference between five and seven inches. That's the whole thing is like with your hands right now, make five inches, make seven inches. You're like, oh, I don't know, somewhere in here. But for some reason, that two inches in our minds is 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 the Grand Canyon. It's the biggest thing in the world. Because visually, it's more impressive. Like when you undress, that's why you're Right. Once you're having sex, it's really not going to be that big of a deal. And this, and I say this all the time too, where if you're a guy who's worrying about this, like if you're worried about the size of your penis, stop watching so much pornography. Those dudes are freaks. There's a reason why there's a thousand women who do porn and ten dudes. Do you there's think, a reason. Do you think that women are as concerned about their genitalia? And obviously, vaginas aren't as, as size wise as different. But I mean, there's well, plenty of visual differences. And I'm know. willing to bet they're concerned about what we will knock when we're mad with them, right. which is not necessarily size, but it's more. And I don't mean to be crude or crass here, but I'm guessing women are self conscious about a scent, right? I would assume so. And I'm guessing with size, it's probably more breast there, right? Because men are breast obsessed. Maybe even ass. Maybe, oh, I don't have a big enough ass. Or maybe my ass is too big. Or I, I can see women obsessed with sizing on that. We're just a bunch of ugly people that smell bad walking around just meat sacks with 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 average genitalia. Guys, if you find somebody who's gonna commit to that, stick with it. Just what do you what are you what are you giving up on that for, dude? You're terrible. Why would anybody else want to sleep with you? Stay with that woman. Yeah, I I I, I to expand on Fantone's point. We are all dirty, ugly, just sacks gross. of gross. Just lunch meat, dude, walking around. So why do you keep making more of them? <laughs> None of them are impressive. Literally, like like ten people have done impressive things. Outside of that, we're all just like in the way. What the hell are you doing? Quit making more of these damn things. Bad news for Browns fans. Yeah. Bad news. We're being called out. I'll give you that next on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We have Honor Fighting Championship tickets. We'll pass those out 8 30 this week. Looking forward to doing it. The Vanilla Gorilla hanging out with us tomorrow. That's right. Jeremy as well. Yeah. You know what he's famous for? Big Josh Rockin' Roller. There it is. There it is. There's a little Jeremy there. Looking forward to those guys. They're always a good time. I like the Honor Fighting Championship. So, according to some stuff I read yesterday, the Cleveland Browns might have the worst NFL fans in the league. Now, 
I don't know if I can believe that. But according to a new study from Fanalytics, the Cleveland Browns may have the worst fans in the league. Uh, what they did is they looked at fan equity. So that focuses on home box office revenues. Okay. Then they looked at social equity, your willingness to engage as part of a team's online community, which I would imagine the online engagement of Cleveland Browns fans, whether it be positive or negative, is at least pretty high, right? I mean, Browns Twitter is always on fire. And your road equity, that focuses on how teams draw on the road after adjusting for team performance. We ranked in the bottom five. As a matter of fact, we were dead last, if I'm reading this right. Browns, Jaguars, Chiefs, Rams, and Titans, all in the bottom five. Now, here's what's interesting about that. Rams, getting better, got a franchise quarterback. Titans, getting better, franchise quarterback. Jaguars, making a push deep. There were a lot of people who felt like, actually, they should have won that game against New England last year and advanced in the playoffs. How long of a timetable is this looking at, though? Is this just a one year off of last year's numbers, or is this 10 years? You know what I mean? Like that oh, that's would, interesting. Change things up. It does not tell me that. It does not tell me that. But we come in dead last. Now, here's what I'm surprised about. Is I've always been told that because so many people move out of Ohio, that the Browns actually have a huge fan base outside of the market and that they actually normally sell quite a bit of merchandise. As a matter of fact, I read this morning, Baker Mayfield... His jersey is already one of the top-selling NFL jerseys. Yeah, I think it was number eight or somewhere in the top ten. He's in the top ten. Somewhere in the top ten. Which, one hand, it's exciting to me because it's like, all right, people are pumped for this guy. Um, On the other hand, it leads into what we've talked about in the past before. When does the organization feel the pressure from the fans to play Baker Mayfield? And if you're already selling top ten jerseys, you can already hear the chants from the 500 section. You know what I mean? Like Those those are going to happen Oh, it's already happening. Um, But... Yes, I agree with you. I've heard time and time and time again, dude. The Browns have the biggest fan base in the entire world, dude. Have, dude, so many Browns backers clubs, so many Browns, dude. You, you, everywhere you go, there's a Browns fan, and it's like, is that just something we've been told? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, is that just uh, a a pat on the back of us? I see what you're saying. I think I see what you're saying here. So, because I've always heard this too, right? That that was my point. Is that I, you know what I mean? And when I lived in California, I found a Browns backers bar easy. When I when I moved to Oregon, I found a Browns backers bar. There's three really good Browns backer bars in Las Vegas, and so I always felt like we traveled pretty well, and like we we were spread out pretty well. And like whenever I wear Browns stuff when I'm out of town, people always stop me. So I always felt like we traveled well. So I wonder if this is one of those things we were told once. Once upon a time, it was true, but it's not as true as it once was. Is that that's what your point Exa- is? Yeah, it's okay. essentially. It's essentially that the worst, the, 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 they've been getting worse and worse as the years go on. So that passion in Colorado for them is dwindling. Is your point? I would have to expect so. I understand that when you move away, your sports teams are always going to be a little bit of the umbilical cord to your hometown. There's that's always going to be the case. I think there's usually a point of. Yeah, but, you know, I'm still going to pull for them. But let's be real here, dude. I mean, let's say you moved to Seattle. You're 23. You moved to Seattle. You graduated college. Are you really going to hold on to that Browns jersey when everyone else is wearing Seahawks stuff and the Seahawks are playing good and the Browns are going 1 and 15? Well, the knock on, well, the other part of that argument is going to be a real fan does, yeah. How, but I, I guess at that point, it's like, am I defining myself as a real fan or is it like, well,. It, it, this is just a team where I grew up. Well, a fan's going to say, if you only like them when they're good, you're not a fan. 
I guess I to me it's just it seems almost inevitable that as you move away from it as it's not expected of you by society because you've moved to on the other side of the country you, you, you're kind of forced to be a Browns fan here because it's like, well, everyone's wearing it and everyone's watching it and there's no other game at 1 o'clock. And once that's gone, I mean, I just can't see why if I move to Baltimore, why am I not transferring over into a Ravens fan? I think it's been pretty much... Maybe Ravens a bad example there. But. I mean, it might have to be close to 30 years since my brother's lived in Ohio. He's been in Vegas almost 20. He was in California about five before that, and they spent a stretch in Ohio for about nine months in between. Um, So he hasn't lived here very long, and he's got all the sports packages because he's still an Indians fan. He's still a Browns fan. He's still a Cavs fan. Like That's what he watches. I think think he's going to be the exception there. I think most people, when they move away, are going to embrace the local... But Culture. I think you're hitting on it, is that he also moved to a place and has lived in a place for the last 20 years that does not have professional sport. Right, up like, until recently. They just got the right. hockey team, and it's all the buzz, because it's the professional sport that they have. So if Vegas had a basketball team and they were even remotely good, football isn't even remotely good, I think you, he would have moved off that. No, dude, I think that you hold, like I said, it's your umbilical cord. There is a little bit of you're going to hold on to it. It's just when the pressure's not there, when the expectation's not there, when it's not your dad asking you to come over and watch the game every Sunday, and it's like, well, God, i got to watch this stupid Browns team again, it's going to be like, well, dude, why, 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 why don't I cheer for the Packers if I moved up here? Why don't I cheer for the for the Dolphins since I moved to Florida? Like, I I, I understand that. I get that. I think that when the Browns get good, notice I said when, not if. I believe, I hope, I can feel that when they get good. I think this will be one of the biggest bandwagons you have ever seen in your life. Now, less than like when the Cowboys get really good, because Cowboys are just kind of like, they are America's team. It's one of those things. Dude, the ratings of a Cowboys game on TV when they're not good are massive. They're just one of those brands people love. Yankees, similar thing, right? They're just kind of like that. But I think when the Browns get good, there are going to be so many people who want to claim they were part of that misery. Who now get to celebrate? I think the 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 coast to coast bandwagon for the Browns is going to be massive. So being a part of the misery will be worn like a badge of honor. I do think so. I think there are Jeez. going to want people. I think there are going to be people who want to be in on that and want to have said like, "Look, I had suffered this long, and now I get to celebrate." And I also think there's just going to be people watching it who are going to feel happy for you. Going, man, these losers went to an 0-16 parade, for Christ's sake, and here they are hosting an AFC championship game. I think the coast-to-coast bandwagon is massive. Fandom is so weird, dude. It really is. And the way we define it with people and the way that, like... Are we, you a real fan? Right. These expectations we have on other people and yeah. how they consume, like, it's Let's just... Do this. It's, it's bizarre. Let's do this. I want the Fantone definition of real fan. Because here's the thing. You, you're wearing a shirt right now. You are a real Cavs fan. I am a real Meaning, Cavs fan. Meaning, dude, LeBron Lee tomorrow the Cavs are no good you still buying tickets going to games watching games buying merch so what is Fantone's definition of real fan do you like it 
Do you enjoy that, it? It's simple as that. It's simple as that, dude. It, it doesn't even have to be like. It doesn't even have to be. Do you love it? It's like. Do you consume it? I don't. I don't. I, I, so I, if you watch less games because they're not good, still real fan. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I think. I think a vast majority of Northeast Ohio did that is watch less games because they were they were worse. Now I watch. I would say between. But that's th- what I'm saying is because I think people would. There are people out there that want to make the claim that only people like you are real fans who watch even though they're going to lose. I watched the Browns in the one in thirty one era. I would say eighty percent of those football games. Eighty percent of. And I laughed during them, but I still watched them. So See, am I a there, fan? There are people. Well, again, there are listeners of this show who think that you're not a fan of the Browns because I thought it, because I laughed at them losing because they feel like you watch it because because you're looking to to a to knock it, b you watch it because it's a little bit of homework for the program, and that you think it's funny that they suck. There are I know there are three guys I can list them off the top of my head. There are three. They message me all the time about you with this. They're, they like you, but with this, they're like kind of anti you. Where they're like, dude, he's not. He says he's a Browns fan, but if you listen to everything he says, no, he's not. I watched eighty percent of a team that went one in thirty-one. Okay, I, 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 I don't. I, how I, do I? But, but hold on, let's. This is different. I, I would, I would agree. But like, if I watch eighty percent of newscasts, does that make me a fan of the news, or I just want to know? You so is view. And my point is, is viewership necessarily fandom? If if eighty percent of your newscast is Tom Brokaw, you're a fan of Tom Brokaw at that you, point. You must like what Tom Brokaw is doing, right? I I, I don't. I, I you're right. It's plenty it, of games on Sunday, right? It's just it's it, it's so like it's not about football. It's about that you're watching this. We get to all arbitrarily define what fandom is, and if you don't live up to the expectations, so let's say Stansberry watched fifty percent of the games where you know in the one in thirty one era, but he believed and cheered. And, and so all of a sudden, I watched more games, but he's more of a fan. I, okay, I, I I I don't have I don't have to measure D's when it comes to fandom with people. Do you like it? Do you do you consume it? Okay, so you don't get bothered then as a as a Bobby Sura era Cavs fan, mm-hmm. which there's like seven of those, right? <laughs> Bobby Sura's mom wasn't in that camp. Yeah, I've, I've still got I've still got the shirts though. Okay, dude, nobody right was back now. in that team. Okay, right? So. You're not one of those people then that now that we got the greatest player in 25 years feels annoyed about the fact that everybody's out there as a Cavs fan now. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't. See, that's okay with me. It doesn't. That's I don't fi- care. See, that's fine with me. As, like, as long as that's who you are, because at the end of the day, we were talking about this yesterday, right? That LeBron's added, what, 20% employment to the area near yeah. the queue? That's, that's why I don't care about bandwagon fans. Because I just want the windfall of good. So I don't care if they're half in, half out. The money's still there. You you can't knock me off by getting on this bandwagon. Okay, I've been on this bandwagon for longer than you. All right, I'm riding on the wagon with you. All right, we're riding around. We got, we're on this wagon. You getting on or getting off isn't going to get me on or off. I, 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 it's an imaginary wagon, plenty of room on it. Yes, there's okay. an unlimited room on it. That's fair. That's fair enough. The social media is filled with fun suckers, okay. and our timeline, facebook.com slash Stansberry Show, proved it yesterday. Nice. We'll be back to talk to you about that next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have those Honor Fighting Championship tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Saturday night, Chaparral's Event Center. Tickets still available. Get yours today. The internet is full of fun suckers. Social media is the worst. As a matter of fact, I heard a guy sum up Twitter the other day using an NBA analogy, and he nailed it. And he said, this is Twitter. I'll go on and I'll post this. 
Hey, did you ever notice most basketball players are tall? And every response will be this. Muggsy Bogues was 5'3". And that is Twitter. That is exactly Twitter. It's everybody searching for the avenue on the one like piece of or shred that you might be just this much wrong about what you said. Skipping the fact that you said most NBA players are tall. Most. And he pointed that out. They'll skip over that. Just because no, nobody cares about what you're saying. They're just waiting for their turn to show you how you're wrong. And that's what social media is. It's all just us showing you, trying to find the avenue to where what you said might not be the most accurate thing you could say. That's what social media is, right? Fun suckers are everywhere online, and it's why you're miserable. It's why you're enjoying less stuff, because you're spending more and more time on these timelines. I guarantee you, dude, if you, like, I'll say this. On Friday, when you get off of work, if you decided I'm not looking at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, none of this stuff until Monday when I go to work, you're going to enjoy your weekend more. And your boss is probably going to fire you, because what the hell are you doing on social media all day, dummy? You're supposed to be working. No, you're not. <laughs> Why don't we get paid more? First of all, you shouldn't be on Snapchat. You should be on iHeartRadio. Duh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Idiot. So I posted this yesterday. Now, in full disclosure, I've been the sugar is killing you guy, right? I've okay. been on that for constantly, and it is. It is the thing that's killing you. And it is the first drug that you're ever on. And looking down your nose at heroin addicts when you can't stop putting sugar in your mouth is ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. All right? But we posted this because this is, what, this is also what people do on social media. We discuss things, whether it be serious or not. This not all that serious at all. But it says you can pick one of these, and it gives you six cereals. Apple Jacks, Fruity Pebbles, Rice Krispie Treats, Frosted Flakes, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Honey Nut Cheerios, Tricks, Raisin Bran, and Captain Crunch. Okay. Now, every good red-blooded right. American knows Fruity Pebbles is the only choice there, right? It's the only one. But, of course, here come the fun suckers. None. The problem we have in this country with childhood and adolescent obesity starts with eating nourishing foods. In the old days, there were cornflakes, Wheaties, and Cheerios, etc. None had all that sugary stuff in them. I've always eaten Wheaties. Many grocery stores don't even carry them now. It's just the sweetened cereal. Sorry to get on my soapbox, but there it is. There's a fun sucker. There it is. Okay, so let's address a few things here. Okay, fun sucker. Let's dial it down a little bit. Frosted Flakes came out in 1952. So we've had sugary cereal forever. Also, the wheat and corn used to make those flakes is just as bad for you as the sugar. Read Wheat Belly. It's eye-opening. You're going to realize, oh my God, there's no such thing as a proper amount of wheat for your body. There isn't. We can all laugh at gluten-free and, you know, that whole thing. At the end of the day, I don't think it's a disease, but at the end of the day, your body doesn't process that stuff as well as you think it does. And it's why you're fat. So it's not just the sugar. Also, there's sugar in the wheat. There's sugar in that. So yes, there is. You, you go it all the way back. It is there. But see what I'm saying? It's, this this is just this is what this is what the internet does. It's I, like we need it. There's also another guy in here that made it political. Uh, it, they pick between six cereals and it got to Donald Trump. It took three messages to do it. I guess what are you trying to accomplish by putting that information into this conversation? Like, what was that guy like? Well, pff, dude, I mean, are, are you trying to are you trying to convince everyone who's reading your comment to stop it. to stop eating cereal? No, it's that. No, no, no. I don't believe that's what it is at all. I do believe it's this. I'm above this. And the rest of you, this is why everything's so messed up, because nobody, because not enough people realize what I realize, and not enough people believe what I believe, and that's why it's all messed up. 
Now, I would agree that childhood obesity is the way it is because of sugar. And breakfast cereals are not good. There's no such thing as a good breakfast cereal. Not one. Even the ones that tell you they're healthy. They're not. There's no such thing as a good breakfast cereal. So... I mean, by him interjecting that into that conversation, how is that different than you interjecting the same information right now? Like, well, we're talking about that. So I guess maybe, I guess you have the right to it. All I'm saying is picking, having people pick one of six things and then going right there. I just think you're just looking to knock people. Yeah, yes, this guy definitely was. All I'm saying is that like you put that up there to start conversation, to to interact and with this the is audience. Part of that conversation? And this is part of that conversation, just because it's not necessarily where you thought it was going to go. Well, I knew it would go here, but what, 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 I knew somebody was going to go here. I knew somebody was going to ruin it. I just think there is so much anger and resentment in everything in the internet that when something is not designed to do that, don't take it there. Yeah, that's what I want yes, from people. Yes. Now that's not going to happen. That's me being idealistic, and I normally hate idealistic people. But at the end of the day, like, dude, if like, there's so much division that if something's not set there, to, it's not like, dude, your team raisin bran. I have to hate you. So it's like, if if if, if something's not. Like, why are we driving division into something? There's enough of that on the internet. That, that I was maybe a little bit hopeful that it's like, you know what? This is playful. It's fun. Everybody's got their favorite. Fruity Pebbles is the best. Let's, you know what I mean? Like, everybody just give out your opinion. Why does it have to be? And the guy even says, look, there's a, I'm almost sorry to be on my soapbox. No, you're not. If you were sorry to be on the soapbox, you wouldn't have climbed your ass up on it. You're not sorry. You wanted to be up there. You want people to think that you're above the rest of this. And I guarantee you this, that if I come to your house today and I open the cupboard, there's going to be sugary cereal in there because we all eat it. Oh, my good God. Honor Fighting Championship tickets up for grabs, and a guy is losing his dogs for something he did to them, and he should. That's next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I need to ask Fantone a question. Okay. I don't know if something is dumb, and that's why I don't understand it, <laughs> or do I not understand it because I'm dumb, and maybe it, it, it's, it's the real thing. Maybe it's both here, but what is it? They claim that everything's nuts right now. Okay. Because five planets are in retrograde. Oh, God. Now, okay. All right. Here we go. Here's what I know about retrograde. And it's not much. Okay. What I know of retrograde is this. That a chick that reads her horoscope every morning <laughs> and says, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, is the, are the same ones that talk to me about retrograde. Like, normally it's when I'm on a date and I'm like, dude, if this girl wasn't this hot, I would literally punch her to shut up right now. Like, it, normally it's that, where it's the only ever time I hear about retrograde. It's like, oh my God, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then, like, but, like, Mars is in retrograde, so, like, things have been a little, like, flunky. Like, so I don't understand. Is this planets rotating backwards? Is that what this is? And so, like, stuff like it gets weird, and like we're gonna fall off. And, and dude, wait, where do the flat Earthers come into this? Like, how does that work? It is not. It's not the planets are rotating backwards. What you've got going on with retrograde, I believe, I believe, is the planets are like further away from you. So, in the rotation of the of the of the solar system here. We like Mars. When they say Mars is in retrograde, Mars is no longer getting closer to Earth. Mars is now in the part where it's where it's it's getting further away, still spinning the same orientation. You know, they don't don't, the planets don't switch around like that. But it's now you know how sometimes you know summertime we're closer to you know we've got more sunlight on us. I think that's what it is: is that the planet, whichever one is in retrograde, getting further away. Well, Jupiter. Okay. Let's just I'll just read you this one. Okay. Jupiter retrograde began March eighth. 
in Scorpio. It will end on July 10th. And they say, since Jupiter is the planet of expansion, revelation, and insight, this retrograde is cutting down the barriers that have been holding you back. Out of fear, it's all too human to construct imaginary lines that we refuse to cross. You might be afraid of the unknown, or you might be an idiot. You might be afraid of taking a step outside of your comfort zone. However, during Jupiter retrograde, you'll be forced to do some heavy introspection that will reveal all the answers you've been searching for. Yeah, this is horoscope, people. Right? Yes, this isn't science. If you're looking this at this is tarot looking, card, people. Right. If you're looking at this thinking to yourself, I'm going to find the science behind this, my friend, you are not. It's the dawning of the age of Aquarius, dude. That is exactly what we're talking about here. This is insane. When the moon is in the seventh house, that's how you know you're going to have a bad day, dude. Don't blame it on your life, dude. Not the terrible financial decisions you've made. Is that what she says here? Oh, 100%, dude. Yes, we're at the dawning and Jupiter aligns with Mars. Dude, this is this song is about what we're talking about right now. Is that I didn't know that. I guess I never really listened. I mean, I, I mean, it's about the sign of Aquarius. So, yeah, I mean, I knew it was something I wasn't like going to be a fan of, which, by the way... <laughs> Let's just, let's clear this up. Okay. Men, if I'm going to call you that. If you're a man who posts your horoscope on your Facebook profile, I honestly, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, your girlfriend hacked your account. Like, because I just don't know. Not a man I know does that. Like, every man I know would be afraid to do it out of being called a sissy. There's this dude that I'm friends with. Here we go. From high school. And not even really were we friends in high school, but we knew each other well enough or whatever. And this dude is 100%. Like, if we had a conversation, he'd be like, Fantone, you're such a libtard. You're such dude, you're, what, what's the matter with you, you cuck? Like, he would want, he's 100% that guy. Okay. But every day he'll post something up like, one of those like, boy, Capricorns, they always, you know, they always find a problem when something's good. And he's like, man, that's so true of me as a Capricorn. And I'm like, dude, you so you're a MAGA dude, like a died in the wool. Like, like I said, like call me a cock. And, and, and now you're going to you're going to share like this, this boy, my, my but the, the, you know, with the third rotation of the sun. I'm like, how, how do you live your life like that? Oh, I'm how, sorry, what? how could I, you possibly yeah, I, be that person? I, I, I don't get people like that at all. You ever notice this too with horoscopes? Dude, when your life's good, you don't ever crack that section of the newspaper. You don't read that thing. It's only when you're like, geez, my life kind of sucks. My boyfriend broke up with me. I lost my job. Then you go searching for answers in the newspaper of all things. And it's like, who do you think's writing those? It's a failed fiction writer. Well, I- and they're always so broad where it's like, I get, you know what? Let's look. Let's look right now. Yeah, I mean, if you really think that the person who's putting together the 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 Knows horoscope anything. section of the Canton Repository, if they really have this like in-depth relationship with the moon and the stars and like they can see into the future and tell what kind of day you're going to have, why the hell would they be working for the Canton Repository, idiot? Like what, what on earth what would they be doing this for? All right, I'm a Gemini. Okay. Right? And I right now, the, those of you that believe in this stuff, of course you are. Uh, the twins, two personalities, can hear it every morning. Such a Gemini. Stands very well to Gemini. June 28th Ugh. of this year. Ugh. Get your chores done early. Okay. Yeah, that's good advice for everyone. That way you have time to play tonight. Mm-hmm. Gemini, plan a romantic getaway with somebody you love. That equals nobody. Feel free to let your imagination carry you to a whole new realm of pleasure. 
Today is a great day to explore more of your artistic nature and begin to manifest some of the ideas that have been rattling around in your head for some time. <laughs> Essentially, that was four sentences that said, get off your ass and do something today. Well, right, that's good advice for me, too. Like, that's good advice for me, so I don't I don't understand why is that, why is that, oh, well, like, only people that were born within three weeks of dance, dance, Barry, this applies to you, but everybody else, yeah, whatever. God. The moment people start talking to me about this kind of stuff, like... And there, there are people who I like and respect in my life who like read this stuff and believe this stuff. And every time they talk to me about it, I'm like, oh my god, I respect an idiot. <laughs> like I just, I don't see it at all. When the moon is in the seventh house oh and Jupiter god. aligns with Mars, then peace will guide the planets. What's the moon doing in the house? And love will steer the stars. Stands Barry. What's that? What, dude? Every word you just said is English. <laughs> but what did you just say? If it's all English and I still walked away with what, <laughs> then I don't know what to do. Now you can make the uh, you can make the argument. You could whip out the Constitution. I could read a phrase of it and be what? like, what, what, and so like you can't throw that away because I don't understand it. So that's what I didn't know. I didn't know. I was like, maybe I don't have the mental capacity to understand retrograde, and maybe that blonde, mindless idiot yeah, I, I had she sticks with last out. week. She had it all figured got out. It all figured out. I was like, dude, if I'm being mentally lapped by this person, I felt terrible about who I was. Because she was trying to talk to me about it, and I was like, I don't understand any of this. And if you didn't have that cleavage popping out of that sweater, I would have asked for this check 10 minutes ago and left and went home. It is amazing what a man will do if he thinks he's getting laid. You'll sit there and listen to retrograde if you think sex is at the end of it. I couldn't believe it. I felt like a whore. I was like, I'm <laughs> suffering through this for the like for a little bit of human contact. What the hell's the matter with me? Dude, can we legalize prostitution so I can stop hearing about retrograde at the Olive Garden for Christ's sake? That would be fantastic. More Sansbury show. After we hook you up with these honor fighting championship tickets. That event is Saturday, Chaparral's Event Center. We'll take caller 18 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Right back with more show. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by AT&T. 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Another reminder, join Fantone tomorrow. He'll be in Kent at Raising Canes from 2 to 4. You can find the newest Raising Canes in Kent at 1801 East Main Street in Kent. And Fantone will be there tomorrow from 2 to 4. We'll have a, uh, another gift card for you tomorrow morning as well. I think one of the worst feelings in the world... Nah, let's not say it that way, because somebody's going to be like, you know, cancer! Like that's, You oh know what God. I mean? So let's not set I, it up that I, way. But emotional pain of somebody cheating on you sucks. Yeah, it does. Like, it just hurts, dude. Yeah, it it just rips you open. It makes you... Um, less confident, it makes you feel like it was it was done because of uh, of uh, something lacking in you, which ninety nine percent of the time it's the exact opposite. It's something that's lacking in the person that cheated. That 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 there's something wrong with them, and that's why they can't stay faithful. Hard to hard to see it in that moment, and this just goes back to heartbreak in general. Of you get so stupid when your heart is broken. Oh god, the, the lack of logic that you have. I feel like at every other point in my life, I'm like, no, I can look at this objectively, and I can be an adult about this, and I. I can see it both ways, but dude, you throw heartbreak into something and all of a sudden you're the dumbest person on the face of the planet. All right. I'm pretty logical. Right. Right. And I can be made to see when I'm wrong. Right. Right. Like I can normally be like, okay, no, no, this is what I think. No, but here's the evidence. And I'll be like, oh, okay. okay yeah. You know what? I didn't all think right. about that. Right. Like I'm pretty logical, but this happened once where I would like, where I was like hurt and I went on Facebook and I posted a picture mm. and it said, don't 
jump puddles uh. for people, or don't swim oceans for people that won't jump puddles for you, or whatever the stupid mm. platitude is. Stansberry. And I did it because my heart was hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and dude, you're all of a sudden you're putting these inspirational quotes up, like she's gonna see it and be like, Oh, well now I'm gonna come back to that, dude. No, she's not, dude. She hates you. And again, much like horoscopes, guys, tighten your game up. As a guy who's been guilty, tighten your game up. You might I mean at that point, you might as well be trans. Because you're pretty much a woman. There is a little bit of comfort in the fact that we've all done it. It if you're in the middle of it right now, like pull yourself out of it, but we've all been there. Yeah, no, I've seen dude like the amount of like guys I see on Facebook. Six foot two, tattooed, badass Slayer t-shirt who are whimpering like sissies when girls leave. I mean, it's just what happens to us, right? It's what happens to everybody. Everybody's got a different thing. Women, you know, the old Sanders is ice cream and cookies on the couch, watching Lifetime, that whole thing. We all got our systems, right? And I'm reading an article, and it's this is presented as 10 clues that your girlfriend is cheating on you. However, I don't think that this needs to be separated by sex. Okay. I do think that these are all signs that somebody is cheating on you. Okay. I don't think it's... Necessarily, it matters about your sex. The person forgets the stories that they've told you, meaning they're going back and telling you something again. And it's because their theory is it's because they're telling you stories. They're also telling the person they're cheating with things. And it's like, well, who did we see this? It's much like I had a guy get caught cheating on his girlfriend once because she goes, oh, we should rent that movie. And he said, don't you remember we went to the theater and saw it? And then they ended up figuring out, no, that was with another chick, and he got caught. He got caught cheating on. So this this was it's about your memory. This was I'm going out on dates with the person I'm cheating with, not just banging it out. Yes. Because that's usually where my head goes. Your your secondary, your your side hoe, your your mistress, whatever you want to call her. Usually that's just a sexual relationship. But yeah, if dude, if you're if you're if you're dating two people at once, like ee. see. And I got to do this quickly, but that brings up something interesting. So I was having, I I met somebody yesterday. We were having some drinks and I said, I get myself in trouble right there because I recently have been, all of my sexual exploits have been purely casual, right? Non-relationships. Now everybody knows that nobody's being lied to or whatever, but I believe that if you're willing to engage in, in like some casual sex with me, that I should treat you at least decently. Meaning, once I close the bedroom door, I'll call you every dirty name, tie you up, do whatever. But like before that happens and after that happens, I try to treat you respectfully. That way you'll come back when I want you to. So I'll take people like that and I'll go get something to eat with them. I think anybody that's any sort of relationship you have, I'm not just talking like sexual partners or, or romantic partners. Yeah, there should be a level of respect. There should be a level of like, you know. My thing is, I'm not just going to be like, come over. But with that being said, I can understand once you start going out into public, once you mixed start, it's mixed signals to yeah. them. It, I it, get that. It, it's it, it's caused problems for me before because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be respectful of you. And, and where I get really hung up is, dude, is that traditionally I date younger women. And back in the day, like if you wanted, even if you wanted casual sex in my general, you had to take them out. Like they weren't going to just do it. And so like now. Now these these younger girls are like, dude, what are you doing? Like, just text me and tell me you want me to come over at 3 a.m. and I'll do it. Somebody brought this point up to me and I liked it. I mean, I'm sure there's points we can we can you know things we can pick apart here. But as soon as you lay down with somebody, as soon as that person is your sexual partner, they're your equal. And like, however however you're treating them, that's how you're treating yourself. That's how you there's there's a bit of you. Oh, viewing, I like it. A bit of you viewing yourself in oh, there. Oh, I like it. And there's like, truth in I, I, there is. There really is a little yeah. bit of like, and, and and you look back at your sexual history and you're like, oh my god, that sounds terrible, but it's real. 
Again, these are clues that your partner's cheating on you. They start accusing you of cheating. And yeah, that can could be true. You know, you point one finger, what's pointing back at you, that whole thing. If they get defensive over the simplest of questions, and yes, that is part of it. That's guilt manifesting itself, bubbling towards the top. What are you asking me about this for? That, that I think there's, there's a little bit of truth in that. I would agree that that's maybe a clue okay. that, uh, that that person is cheating. If they suddenly, out of nowhere, just start to feel super happy and really good about themselves, that's a sign. Now, they say this is predominantly women, but I bet that's not true. I bet that that's totally true of men, too. Yeah, there's probably a bit of a self-esteem boost that comes along with it. Oh, um, yeah. You feel wanted again. But I, I just want to make this clear as we're saying all these things. These aren't necessarily proof. These are indicators. These are red flags, not necessarily, hey, dude, if your girlfriend all of a sudden gets happy, well, dude, maybe she got a raise. Maybe You know what I'm saying? Maybe her antidepressants started working. Well, I think what they would say there is, is that if she got a raise, she's going to tell you. So you it would not be an unknown happiness. Okay. That if the unknown happiness, and then maybe this this is like them being a little bit more happy without realizing that they are. I, I just don't want I just don't want people to walk away from this like, oh, dude, can't believe my wife came home and laughed about something. That bitch is dude, banging everybody. They say if your partner starts using new phrases or has new interests, and this is totally true. This is you'll notice this. You start to talk like and you start to sound like the people you're around the most. Fantone and I have picked up phrases and words and all sort of stuff from one another. And I can't even remember who started what. (laughs) Like we both have like we both say things now and I'm like, well, who was which one of us was that to start with? But like and it was true of the last show I did where like we both started to like borrow things from one another. You start saying it. So whoever you're around, you do start to mimic. And you and I are together. I yeah. mean, we're chained at the hip all week. So, right. like, of course, that's going to happen. If your partner's not interested in having sex as often as they once were, and this is true, we start to see sexual desire start to wane in the house, and it's because those needs are being met outside of it, and it's very, very difficult to keep up with both. They won't let you look through their phone or computer. Now, this one I always dispute. I really don't want people looking through my stuff. Now, I don't have much to hide. But I don't want you looking through my stuff. And I have always said this, that if you feel as if you have to look through my things, or if you feel like right now listening, you have to look through your partner's things, my guess is you know what you're looking for is there, and I don't know what you need the actual proof for. If you feel like it's there, it's probably there. Make the move you want to make. That would be my advice to you. Yes, I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. In, in my relationship, I'd hand my phone to my girlfriend right now. I understand why that feels like an intrusion on you. It does feel like it, that it, a little it, bit. Because it is. It is a little bit of that. And I think if you need that much um, hand-holding over this, that even if I wasn't doing this, that that's showing me... Too far gone. Yeah, that, that, that there may be real problems here. If the phone is always on silent or doesn't answer certain calls, it's a clue. Now, I disagree with that. I keep my phone on silent quite a bit because, again, my job requires me to keep my phone on silent when I'm in here. And so throughout the day, and then I don't want to be bothered by noises, and so sometimes I do that. I think most people have their phone on silent, I think. And I don't answer most calls. So, like, by that, like, if that happened and I went like this and set the phone down and didn't say anything... Now, I think what you could do to cut this off at the pass is look at your phone and go, ugh, bill collector. Press the ignore button, put it back down, and put at least give somebody something to be like, we're not, so somebody just called you and we're not acknowledging it at all? If I'm your wife and you're just sitting there ignoring bill collectors, I'm going to be a little bit like, yo, what the hell, dude? You're not going to pay the bills here? We're just going to keep kicking this can down the road? No wonder our house is getting foreclosed on. Um, but, I, you know, I, I agree with you in the sense of I'm very much ignore calls. Dude, I've had so many, so many telemarketers calling me recently. It's insane um so i very much have just like nope 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 um but 
It's just important to remember these are clues, not proof. I would agree with that. At the onset of the cell phone, this was the number one like red flag for your partner cheating on you. But I don't think it can be anymore because the way we use the cell phone is very, very different. Okay. They say if you're constantly on your phone, it's a red flag and it's a clue that they're cheating. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Like, everything's on your phone now. Your online banking's on there. Your email's on there. You're texting. Your social media timelines. You're working on it. You're playing on it. There's games on it. Literally, we have been, like, programmed to not be able to set these things down that I don't think you can use that as the red flag or as a clue anymore. Yeah, I mean... Now, if you're sitting there watching something on TV, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but if you're sitting there watching something on TV and she's looking at the screen and she's giggling and she's like, oh my God, and there's a lot of typing and you're like, what's going on over there? And the answer is something like, oh, nothing, then I think that may be a clue. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, I mean, we're all so addicted to it at this point. Yeah, but you would tell me, though. It's just as likely that it's, hey, it's some stupid meme that you're not going to think funny because... Why am I going to tell you? Why am I going to tell you? I can't, I mean, there's a bajillion things where I'm sitting there looking at something wrestling related, I'm like, oh my god, and my girlfriend's like, you know, what are you looking at over there? Oh, it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can totally see how that happens because you have different interests or whatever. It, um, it's your cell phone, dude. I think you're going to be very hard-pressed to find people who aren't going to be sitting there on That's it. what I think, too. That's why I said I don't think you can use that as the number one clue anymore. As a matter of fact, I would have made that 10, and I would have moved something else up to the number one there, because just the way we use our cell phones is so drastically different. We do have those incarceration tickets. You'll get hooked up next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have those Honor Fighting Championship tickets for their event tomorrow night. Chaparral's Event Center. We'll pass those out here momentarily. Um, so Sarah Gilbert, who is uh, part of that Roseanne reboot, All right. uh, has spoken out and said, look, she's super excited that, the a- that, that ABC has decided to move forward with the Connors. Well, of course. Yeah. Because who the hell was going to put Sarah Gilbert on anything? Now, I know she spent some time on The View. But here's my question. That outside of John Goodman, nobody else in this show was going to be given like a shot at like a sitcom on their own, right? Like a TV network would take a shot on John Goodman. Like I could see that. Yeah, I mean, John Goodman's done enough things, but I'm trying to think of who else involved in that show. I mean, what other success have any of them had? No, I know Johnny Galecki went on to do The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. That's a pretty big thing. But again, like he's kind of so like his avenues to open new more open doors would not be the Roseanne connection. It would be The Big Bang Theory. It's already connection. open for him. Right. See, yeah, exactly. Right. So my thing is, is like, of course she loves this because it's the only way she was going to be given an opportunity to do this. Now, I think it's dumb. I think the ABC is setting themselves up for a huge amount of failure here. I think at the end of the day, I, I think that thing was going to run its course no matter what, even with Roseanne. I think there were going to be people who just kind of fell out of love with it after the nostalgia fact wore off. And so now then you take the only like real star off of it. Like, how long is this really going to go? And I said this yesterday. I don't think the people who loved Roseanne for what she was going to do and who she was going to be aren't going to watch it because they're angry with you for firing her. And the people who thought Roseanne that was repugnant over what she said and the kind of person she was aren't going to rush to the TV to watch this version of it because you took her off of it. So who's the audience? There really isn't one. Yeah, I don't know where your victory is here. I guess if they would have... 
instead of focusing on the Connors, which is essentially Roseanne without Roseanne, if they would have took her, um, what's her character, Darlene, if, if this would have been Darlene, then maybe I could see it and she was the focus and maybe Roseanne dies and she's dealing with the death of her mother and dealing with how, you know, how the differences between them maybe never got gapped or, you know, never well, got closed or anything like that. I but I watched the first two episodes of the reboot. I'm, I, if I remember correctly, she was moving back in with Dan and Roseanne because her marriage had split up. She had the two kids or whatever. Something happened like that. So I think you could, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Maybe yeah. you do that. And then Dan Connor does like a couple of cameos throughout the season or whatever. But I don't think you need the whole cast. And then I think even at that point, you could promote it as. Like I said, either her dealing with the differences between her and her mother and how she can't close that now because she had passed away. And maybe there's some sort of story there of why people would be invested in this. But like if you're just doing the Connors, which is the Roseanne without Roseanne, I don't think that's going to succeed. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. Okay, we're used to those on this show. I'm upset with the rest of the cast. And I really am. And I feel like. This is this is a this is perfectly indicative and shows you the kind of business this is. And I had a friend who used to say this all the time, which is ironic because I showed him a ton of loyalty. But I had a friend in this business once upon a time that used to say this all the time. It's called show business, not show friends, which is ironic when you think about the loyalty I showed that man. But he would always say show business, not show friends. But and that's and this proves this. This is show business. I honestly think whether you whether you agreed with what she said or not, that the the right thing to do now, nobody's gonna do it because of the money, but the right thing to do is to stand up to ABC and say, No, I'm not doing it. Kind I'm of, sorry. No. Kind of funny that you think that because in every other situation you tell people go for money. That's what you should do. That's what you should do. But Roseanne's the only reason any of you ever had a link to any money. You all rode that woman's back for years. Outside of John Goodman. You all rode her back forever. She carried you to the promised land. And the moment, the, the first moment that there's a little rock in the boat, you're a coward. And you throw her overboard, and you throw her underneath the bus, and you run to ABC and say, please give me the money. Uh, there's a little bit in that that's not all right. That there's a little bit in that that what you should do, now you're not going to do it because most people don't have it. And this is what I've said about me the, the, the entire time is people are like, I can't believe you did that. I know because you couldn't have done it. You couldn't have risked your career to do the right thing. You couldn't have risked your career to make sure you could sleep at night and not feel like you screwed somebody over. And I feel like there's a little bit of this that you don't, standing up and saying, ABC, I'm not going to do this doesn't mean that you agree with what Roseanne said, but you're showing appreciation to the person that created the environment and wish you could earn. And nobody would have ever thought about doing this reboot in the first place without Roseanne signing on. In every other situation, money's all that matters, but this situation, loyalty is more important than money? There's, there is something about this that I want to see happen, yeah. I think there is a little bit of this. And I think it's because the, here's what will happen, and here's why I want it to happen. It's because then less people will lose their jobs on shows. This can only happen. We can only remove people for, for, for opinions because the other people connected to the entertainment are willing to sell out and take the money. There's a reason why there's a reason why you couldn't why you didn't have half the Maxwell show because the other half stood up and said, "No, I'm not selling that person out." He was the only person in the building that believed I had any amount of ability whatsoever. As a matter of fact, you told him I didn't have it. 
And now you're in here offering me three and a half times what I currently make to sell him out. And so, yeah, there's a little bit of me that wants to see this because this is how things can stay together and be good. And it's also how we fix other people at home with Twitter fingers going, oh, my God, I'm moralistically better than Roseanne and she's the worst. And we all know Roseanne's going to pay a nine-month penance off of TV and then somebody's going to put her right back on TV, which means what ultimately? We don't really care about what she said. As a matter of fact, I bet if I polled most people in America why Roseanne was taken off the air, if I wouldn't allow you to Google it, you wouldn't remember. We have the fake morality via social media and people are losing careers over it. And I would think it would be a little bit nice to be like, you know what? 25 years ago, I was an unknown. I was starving, living on my friend's couch. And because that woman right there is talented, the world knew my name. And so maybe the first moment I have to sell her the hell out, I'm not going to do it. Then I'm going to reach down inside me, find the best moral fabric I have, and I'm going to exercise that. But of course that's not what's going to happen. Oh, the person that made me rich and famous f her give me my show because that's how people in this business are it's all just step on move advance go here's what i can tell you for the year and one month i was out of work in between that those two jobs i slept fine every single night because i got to find out exactly who i was more sansbury show right around the corner hang on 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We still have, I believe, those incarceration tickets. Yep. We'll pass those out here momentarily. I'm sorry. Yep. I forgot about that. I got all up on my soapbox. It's okay. Started yelling at people and forgot my duties. It's not good. Should not do that. Should not do that. I guess we should uh, just end the show where we started it. Um, so Paul George. Is saying, look, I'm not going to opt into my last year of my contract with Oklahoma City. Now, look, that doesn't necessarily mean he's out. They can make more money if he's like, I'm not opting into this last deal. He can still sign there, but he'll end up making more money if he opts out versus just like opting into this last year, right? Correct. So, so no not ma- necessarily like indicative of like, yo, I'm out of here. So really, no matter what he was going to do or what is he going to do, opting out made sense for him unless, of course, he was going the Tom Brady route of, well, I'll take less money so you can pay more guys more money, but he is not doing that. I don't think so. Which, I don't know. I, I think always- it's that he's going to Los Angeles. I really do. I mean, he has said for a year and a half, I want to be a Laker. Right? His wife wants him to be a Laker. His family wants him to be a Laker. He has said, I would like to be a Laker. I think Paul George is going to be a Laker. There's also the story that came out yesterday. LeBron's hesitant to be the first star to sign on. And I think that Paul George, then after that story comes out, saying, look, I'm going to opt out of this contract, is Paul George saying, look, if I'm the linchpin to LeBron signing with the Lakers, fine. Let me be first. I'll opt out. I'll make the deal with Magic. And then we'll go and find LeBron. Right now, I hear LeBron's supposed to make his decision known before July Fourth. Right, is what I was told. Well, I think he's going to, yeah, his where he's going to end up. Um, this Friday is when he will have to tell the Cavaliers: Is he going into free agency or is he resigning is with the team? Yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow essentially is, is is when we will know that. But that doesn't mean that his decision will be finalized. I mean, he has up until I believe the sixth is when that free agents are allowed to sign. But even then, I mean, if he says I still want to wait longer. I mean, there's nothing so there. essentially, he could say, "Look, I'm coming," but he could change his mind over what is this, whatever he does tomorrow. You, as a free agent, you do not sign a new contract until July sixth. Okay. All right. I think I have been uh, th- that this. I do. This is starting to feel like maybe I, that I'm going to end up being wrong on this. Okay. Um, and that's why. And I felt like there was a chance for this. And that's why it, towards the middle of the season, I started to change what what my what my verbiage was. It went from he's out 
to I believe there will be one more jersey in on his back before the end of the career. Because I do think that there's a viable chance he signs another one-year short-term deal and he looks at next year's free agency as a better time to go warrior hunting, build the team. Maybe Clay then opts out after next year, leaves Golden State. They're even more gettable, and then he does that whole thing. Now, there's no guarantees in there. Um, but I still believe he does not end his career as a Cavalier outside of then come back, do a 10-day contract, so the jersey and that whole thing, that how they do with athletes, that's ridiculous. But like, I don't believe this ends without another jersey. You and I do agree together that I don't think L.A. gives them the best basketball shot at it right now. I agree with you on that, that I think Philly and even Houston are better basketball destinations. But getting there is going to be infinitely more complicated for him because as a free agent, he just couldn't sign with either one of those teams what he would have to do with Houston is do a sign, sign and, and trade, trade or with Philadelphia. Now, Philly would be able to give Cleveland a better haul back when it comes to talent. And But aren't you at risk of losing the talent you want for LeBron to be there to win the championship? Exactly. So that's why, I mean, there's just so many, there's so many what-ifs. There's so many, you know, ways for the, the Jenga Tower to fall here where Honestly, it just seems to me that Cleveland is, without a question, your safest, your safest bet. Is it your best bet? I don't know, but it's it's your safest bet. Is there a way for the Jenga Tower to fall that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are both Cavaliers? Because I will say this. If Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are interested in coming to Cleveland to join LeBron, I think there's no shot he leaves. Paul George coming out as a free agent that he will not be signing with the with the Thunder, it makes it nearly impossible for him to come to the Cavaliers because okay. they wouldn't be they can't sign him as a free agent. They, okay, they, I see what they, you're saying. They do not have the money to do that, where if they could pull some sort of a, a sign and trade, which would be I don't know what they have to offer that would that would that would bring Paul George back. But it Kawhi Leonard is a possibility now. Paul George, by him opting out, is essentially gone from the Cleveland Cavaliers. From the Cavaliers. I, see, yeah. this is what I find interesting about this. I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. But it seems to me, like, dude, these NBA contracts are lopsided in the players' favor, right? Like, they got a lot of say, a lot of pool, a lot of, like, like, it's on them. I'll opt in. I'll opt out. I mean, the NFL guys don't have anywhere near this kind of leverage with their contracts, right? Most guys don't. I mean, but you got to remember these are superstar contracts we're looking at too, as opposed to middle of the road contracts we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, but does Aaron Rodgers have this ability? Can he do this? Because I, I got to tell you, if he can't, that's nuts. I mean, I am sure that when it comes down to it, he probably has flexibility in his contract that, you know. It's also perception of fan of the sport, too. Like, there's this thing now where it's like basketball fans are like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, they move around. Where I think if you, dude, especially a quarterback, if a quarterback stood up and said, trade me. I think your fans hate you. I think the league hates you. Football is one of those things where it's like it's like a man's man thing, right? You're 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 a gladiator. You fight to the death. And I feel like the, like people would turn on a quarterback. Do Philip Rivers and Eli Manning would did they get the rub from saying, "Hey, I'm not going to that team"? I think they've both been had fine careers. Where they're well respected, right? It took great play. Um, I understand what you're saying. That's talking being drafted. I, I think if, if Aaron Rodgers said, I think if Aaron Rodgers came out and said this, do Green Bay's not surrounding me with talent? NBA guys say that kind of stuff all the time. They say it all the time. I don't have enough to win. It's commonly talked about. I think if Aaron Rodgers stood up and said, the Green Bay Packers never sign free agents. They don't re-sign my wide receivers. I need to go to a team who will do this. Get me out of here. I think he's looked at as a Benedict Arnold. Where I think if you're a power forward in the NBA, you're looked at as if you're smart if you do it. It's perception of the fan. It's really weird because it's the because the crossover of fan 
is got to be pretty large. And I don't know why we argue it differently per sport. It's just interesting. I, I just don't understand why that's that's the case. I just feel like NFL guys got a lot less power in their contracts than what it seems like NBA guys have. And I think that's why they're all talking about it, why they're all jealous of it. I think the and, and I've said this forever, dude, I'll tell you what the NFL guy is jealous of, and it's guaranteed contracts. These NBA guys, dude, that money's guaranteed. If you guaranteed a football player's money, there's no way they play all 16 games. No effing way. That's the only reason those guys drag their asses out there is because the money's not guaranteed. Aside from that, we are done. We have incarceration tickets. That shows July 13th through the 15th, Mansfield Reformatory. We'll send caller 25 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, we'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.